Foundational Arts Media. A fan podcast. Making it up as we go. Listen here, you dumb little cat. I'ma show you how to rap with the cold hard facts. I'm Desmond, buddy, from the clan Tiger Pack. And I'm chosen by the gods with this holy pack. I'm with my friends, Dola and Thanatos. With Ajax the Owl, Cecil Day, Tree, bro. You wanna step to me, you think the best of the three? Well, we all know you're weak, you're not Susan Jeremy. You're slimy, you're moist, and you smell like piss. Go cry to Mogus, you sad little bitch. I went through your dumb hacks, and they were no match. Spy with the eyes, but eyes that did snatch. Exploring all the us like I'll kind of some and put a stop to the business, stealing mama we win it When I'm done with you and Trevor, have you shaking and tremor Something like Mogus could never, cause you know that I'm better I don't need to be to tell you this and you know it Because Tommy the Infidel, I cut you with the sort of omens Omens That's the coldest one of all No cold open today I had to say it again because I didn't press the recording button, but there's no cold open today because as I was sitting there, standing, longing in the distance, I think to myself, oops, I think I shitted. How did I know? I knew it was going to go to shitting your pants. Perhaps I sharted. <laughs> Hello, our spiritual audience, and welcome back to The Fun Show. My name is Paul Zachariah, your Dungeon Master, and I have a player to my weast. All right, my name is David. I'm 19, and I never learned how to read. And I have a player to my weast. Hello, my name is Jericho Dizon. I'm playing Desmond T. Tigerback, your lovely <laughs> Eldritch Knight fighter and purveyor of romantic novels. And together, we'd like to welcome you... Back to the fun show where we're making, making it up, it up as, as we go. go. That's, That's the, the fun, fun show. show. Making, making it up. Making it up. <laughs> making it up. That's the fun show. Dear Spirits, this program is intended for a mature audience for all the young ghouls at home. Please, for the love of God, be advised. Let's talk about where we left off last time. To summarize what you did last time, we're going to cover it in four short phrases. You ascended the Elpidian Campus Tower. You met a sphinx. Had a rumble with the hags. Dola kind of half died and then turned lightning blue. Yeah. Where we left off, the two philosophers declared that they owe a grave debt to the Giga Chads. The flying carpet troll takes the party home as everybody kind of falls asleep, and the Giga Chads arrive at home dead tired and straight to rest, waking up on the sixth of three Ambrian. At 4.30 in the morning, D is, wait, I think 4 o'clock in the morning, right? 4 o'clock in the morning. 4 o'clock yeah. in the morning. He's not, he's not late this time. His dad brought the, no. uh, the newspaper, the printing press, and there's still work happening down the floor below you. You hear a hammer drop and guy go, ow! Must have hurt himself somehow. Um, you wake up bright and early, and Dola is still asleep in the top of the lighthouse. You kind hear her sneeze around. in her sleep, and there's like a giant jolt of light. A giant jolt of light as like a flashbang. Yeah. This blinding, <laughs> minty blue 
emanates from the lighthouse amidst the the slightly foggy night, a light to shine all around. We find Dola in her mind palace. I I believe that in the mind palace there is a sort of uh, field, field of flowers, maybe not necessarily like only flowers like Wizard of Oz style, but more like more like a prairie, more more like this uh, serene. I think it's like scene. yeah, it's like a, a more colorful version of the valley that she grew up in as a pod. Absolutely, there's a lot of beautiful oranges and blues contrasted against each other. Butterfly passing from budding flower to budding flower in search of food. And you're just kind of walking through it. And you, in in your dream, step at the root of a larger sunflower. And it slowly blooms as you look at it and you smile upon it and it, it blooms it you see the stalk kind of twist slowly to meet your gaze and it seems to grow maybe a couple centimeters a couple of inches as you as you gaze as it at it you hear the small voice tell you a secret you I'm not going to say it as that that voice, but you learn that there are those who follow Krufix, and he has mentioned this previously, that there are those who follow the path, and the name that his followers once gave to these people are trailblazers. Amongst nice. his followers, there are keepers and seekers, those who hold a safe refuge for people who are on the path and those who actively choose to to follow it. There's these two sides of, of that, for lack of a better word, cult. You learn that they would call themselves the, the star flower or, or just like the main symbol of this group, how they identify each other is this star flower and in your mind palace in the peripheral vision along the horizon of this meadow you see a long red scarf and at the end of the red scarf is that very same sunflower right there at your feet as it kind of trails off dancing in the wind into the forest kind of surrounding this meadow. Dola. Yeah? How many... You've... You've passed away three times now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's... The most recent, the hags. Then there was Tommy, the vengeful spirit. Mm-hmm. But do you recall the first? Wait. I thought I only died... Twice. What? I am not the ferryman who aids those who cross the river Tartix. And 
I am also not Erebos, who keeps the places of the dead. I merely tie together the strings of fate, such as my sister does, only in a different way, by making something new. Are you... I'm, I'm trying to tell you that I was not entirely successful when I did pull you out of the mana water. That small figurine that hovered inside of the ring, that is you. That's your core. I, I, I took dust from Heliod's star and shaped it. And I plucked your soul from Athreos's fairy, melding them into your dead being. You resuscitated shortly after dawn broke, when the horizon shone. Like breaking, like the breaking of words upon a page. As my oracle, your message will spill out over the world. You're right to tell the world about what you saw. A reporter relentlessly investigates in order to bolster their truth. Your, the, the truth of your being is that you, you have two sorcerous origins. There, I was unable to completely save you from that incident. I could only pull out what was left and reshape it into something new, and I, I had done my best, and I hope your life feels just as full. Well, I didn't notice anything, so I, 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 oh, I think well, you did a good job. That's yeah. perfect, perfect, great. I, I just needed to get that off my chest. Really? I, I felt like I had lied to you before. That early? Um, Damn. Yes, and it, it seems that... The longer you exist in this time, your thread of fate shines ever brighter, but that comes at the, the reality that many times we may have tried and failed. You know of my trailblazers, and there are many who would seek the knowledge they possess, for as the god of horizons, we can only choose when the secret is revealed. I ask little of my followers, but for my oracle, I hope the price may not seem so steep. Seek out Hermes, one of my trailblazers. He's been trespassing, actually. You'll find him inside of one of my sacred spaces, my sacred secrets. Much like you, he wished not to sign the contract, yet insisted. Dola, you must understand that much of my power comes from my sacred secrets, which are known by so many, yet kept hidden from the masses through complex, elegant, and powerful magic. I need you to privately investigate how he did it. Not only that, but when you find him, he must either sign the contract or have his memory up to trespassing erased. In order to do this, you must also partake 
I know that you may not be comfortable signing that NDA agreement, but he is trespassing there. Only I can choose to reveal secrets long forgotten. Only my oracle can speak for me among my followers. If he doesn't listen to you, he has lost the way. And while Dola is dreaming until about 10, 30, 11 o'clock, mm-hmm, floating yeah. in the lighthouse in this foggy space in the, in the mind palace, I would ask before we cut away, does anything happen to the scenery in, in this meadow? I think that almost sort of mirroring reality a little bit, there's a fog that creeps in from the western side uh. as it just sort of falls in blankets over everything. Where you can still see, but there's still clearly a, a decent amount of fog in the air. Absolutely. Yeah. Wonderful. And we cut back just a little bit in time, actually approximately 4.10 in the morning as D has completed some of the basic maintenance rituals and is about to start the exercise. You see someone walking up to the lighthouse in, in the foggy morning, the blue light kind of shining, and you see the silhouette casted in blue light. Make a history check. History? How familiar is the silhouette to you? I don't know. About to find out. That is a 17. You, it's a familiar wizard. The, the frame of this person seems very familiar. You know him, but the clothes they're wearing seem to be maybe longer around the sleeves, and the hood seems a little like excessively like hunchbacked, like a little too comfy. It's Nax. Why, those calves? From Nax the Perignos. Naxalasus, yes. Yeah. He's walking up. You you peek out of one of the like port windows of the lighthouse. He doesn't notice you at this point in time. You're coming downstairs. Track jacket. He's just about to knock on the door as you open, open it. The door. And Yo! Oh, hey, well, I Hey, D, it's it's been forever. Yeah, it's been it's five like, in the what, morning. Two he months, just up three months. Five in the morning. When the sun comes up, the yeah, Dola is asleep. I am asleep. Um, Sorry, she's saying this in her tender sleep. It's what? crazy. Why would you come in at five in the morning? <laughs> <laughs> I want to ride the pony. And Nax is kind of at the at the threshold. Cecil Day is kind of shook from his meditative state, just on the steps there of the lighthouse. You're. I I want to say congratulations. Well done. Despite the grotesque tangling of fate, you've managed to become legitimate heroes. People talk about you. Thanks. I would like to propose that we work together. You see, not only was I trying to show off my robes, but it I I I worked really hard for it over the last couple of months, but I, I, I've become the new keeper of tomes and oh, I, congratulations. I'm, not, I'm not sure I'll be able to fill in Simpson's Stazuza's shoes, but I, I would like to do my best. And I believe part of that is coming to you, you both for help. 
What can we do? Now that Gwendolyn and Basilios can hold elections, and you pick up that this is the first time you're hearing the guy's name, The one of the two philosophers, there was Gwendolyn, but another guy who didn't reveal his name at that point in time, his name is Basilios. Now that they can hold elections, we need someone to perform background checks on each candidate. And I believe the Giga Chads would be a perfect fit to privately investigate the candidates. For the right price, of course. You're at, you're, I guess, what, what would you have us be doing? Privately investigate, like, breaking in their house? Background checks. If you suspect something evil, for lack of better words, we'd like you to look into it. The election system is protected by trust. Trust that the people can rely on the government to hold a fair election representing everybody's choice regardless of how it turns out and in the spirit of fairness we thought best to ask someone outside of our walls outside of our city we've heard that you've taken up residence in Akros just on the edges. Should you like to establish a a message, a mailbox, if you will, let us know. We'd love to keep in touch. But, as I said, in the spirit of a fair election, hiring an outside party to make sure that everybody's hands are washed. Nobody at this dining table should be having dirty hands at the table. It's disgusting. It's absolutely disgusting. Why would you have dirty hands at the table? And Cecil Day, like, is slowly waking up. He stretches. He says, I am Cecil Day. Desmond looks at his hands. Desmond looks at his hand. It's the the strangler hand. (laughs) Disgusting. (laughs) He puts his hands down again. (laughs) He hasn't washed anything. He just, like, went to bed. There's still all the grime from the hags. No, nothing is. And uh, he says, he he doesn't even wait. He immediately press the digitates your hands if Thanks. if you'll allow it. No, I allow it. I yeah. allow it completely. Counter spell. I allow. It. <laughs> Just like I think that's also the first time I think Desmond noticed also his pale white hand on his right. Yes. Is, yeah. See, but I feel like that's one of those things where like you clean the one sp- spot on that rug and then you take a step back and you realize that that spot is now significantly wider than any other part of the rug. Well, no, because like I have orange and orange and white fur with the black stripes, but it's now just stark white. Just yeah. up to right, my, right, 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 to my right, 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 yeah. right, right. Yeah. It's all kind of dusted and matted at the moment from all of the battle you've yeah. been doing. And this is what Nax had, had come to do. He came to negotiate some terms of hiring the Giga Chads for this investigation. And I... I believe he is kind of just awkwardly waiting in in the threshold of the door as he's like kind of standing there with you. Cecil's on the steps there. Would it it be proper to discuss this around the campfire there? Uh, I feel like we're intruding on whoever's working on uh, that printing press there. I mean, yeah, we could. You're building a printing. Hey, you know, that's that's pretty cool. Come, come, let's sit by the the fire. And you hear the, the sound of a lute, a flute and a viola. Or, or viol. Well, uh, Max, you 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 walked here, right? Mm, How'd you I, 
I took the tube. What is the tube? How did you get to the Perignos in the first place? Oh, you took the... Oh. I took the tube. When was the last time you ran? Last time I ran? Yes. Oh, it's been a while. Well, that's crazy. And I started jogging. We'll talk about it on the run. It helps my brain keep... You know, my... I hope you don't mind if I just... He casts fly on himself and yeah, it begins the yeah, trail. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. And then we just talk about it like that. While yeah, absolutely. You begin to uh, discuss negotiations or just terms of what Nax is looking for out of this and and so on. And you do that until about maybe 11 o'clock when you're finally coming back to the lighthouse. Dola is waking up from her slumber. Oh, um, I do that every day. Every day. My God, D. Why? Because. Well, you know, I'm not going to question it. You're a fantastic hero and it's turned you into quite a favorable public figure. What do you say? What say ye? I'll do it. I'll accept because you had asked. I think there's a level of there's a level of things that are on our plate that we want to deal with, but as a favor for a friend, I'll do it. Yeah. Let this be maybe the first of many investigation jobs to come. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And as Nax is saying his goodbyes, another familiar face. So Nax walks away and in, into the fog of the late morning, and another figure walks up. This one's a lot shorter. Please remind me the name of the criminal contact from last session. Jared. 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 <laughs> hey, guys. So Jared walks up to the lighthouse. What's your deal? Why do you got a white <laughs> arm? What are you talking about? Shut up. That's what I thought. Uh, Dola, oh, you wake up to the sound of this conversation. <laughs> Yo. Bradford, is it you? Jared. Jar- Jared, is that you? That's what I said. Jared? Yeah. Yeah, what? what, what? So you... Hold on. Give me a second to to, to, to get down there as I yeah, shout you, from the light. <laughs> yeah, you get off of the catwalk back into your room and go down the stairs along the center column. She exiting trips the lighthouse. falls down the stairs. <laughs> the, the, the rug catches you. <laughs> because boom, 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 boom. Take one bludgeoning damage. <laughs> it's like... Goes up and he slides. It's like panicking, doesn't know what to do. It actually kind of wraps around you like a, like a Doctor Strange cloak. <laughs> nice, nice. Dola sort of floats out as if on a stretcher. Sup, you got anything for us? And so uh, Jared basically comes to say that only him and one other person are interested in helping out with this lies via tabier collecting info, info on mumra smearing mumra and spy work for 10 gold kernels a day i'm just letting you know right now that me and tabier in but only because only because you kicked the ball so high it got stuck on the core depot, and I thought that was freaking rad. That was pretty rad. Take inspiration. <laughs> and Tabby's only coming in because Tabby likes money, and she always likes money. I so. know, dude. Y- y'all got to fucking steal 10 kernels. 10 kernels. We've upgraded since then. Damn. 
I can I can tell. Living in a shield is actually super, super, and super not helpful. Jared has so much drip on right now. <laughs> Jared's dripping and drip. Drowning and drip. Drowning and drip. Exactly that. Yeah, uh, this this rake belonged to like some weird king or whatever. He you, gave it to me. <laughs> so you guys begin to discuss and basically Try to Jared in a pot, fucking weirdo. Comes to negotiate kind of not only the price, but also just what they're doing each day or like how long the hiring is going to last for. Like, what is the the time frame of this uh, of this arrangement? You know, is it a week? Is it a month? Is it an hour? Who knows? So th- you guys all sit around the, the campfire, the sound of the halflings playing music. The rug is wrapped around you and you feel very cozy in it. Cecil Day reaches behind his ears and hands out good berries. You're all kind of eating breakfast. Jared wants to negotiate for a higher like payment fee, depending on what you're asking for. So I would ask you, are you... What exactly are we asking? For? What like. are your intentions for this project? So I would say the the two main things is one going to be collecting info about Mumra, and then also spreading misinformation about okay. Mumra. Yes, a typical squeeze and pinch. I got it. We're gonna pinch him out. I, I'd ask you to be just a little mi- bit more specific on. The misinformation or the collecting of info? I, I, I want to ask you for more specificity on both. What are they speso- specifically collecting about Mumra? Maybe it's how is he tied to stamatitis? How has he gotten into stamatitis and is manipulating him? I Maybe would say, it's more like what the heck is going on with Queen Siamid? She still hasn't reappeared after the first storm. N- not that that's related to Mumra in any way, but like just an example yeah. of some information that they would be scouting for. I would say as far as collecting information, I want to know more about his businesses and what the goings-ons are there. If there's any extra nefarious things that seem to be going on. Um, like the idea of how how at a bub refresh they installed a bunch of arcade eyes and everyone just seems to be perfectly okay yeah, with that. Yeah, right? How the fuck do they weasel into those communities and and how do they, you know, take advantage of, of all those things? And then, you know, I say spreading misinformation. I guess it would be a little bit more accurate to say just spreading information, but specifically uh, all the bad shit that he's doing, you know, the murdering. The, the kidnapping. How he's responsible for everything that happened over Bellatus. By yeah, the way, congratulations and on that. too. Good um, job by the destroying the hack towers, by yeah, the way. Yeah, right? Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, just um, saying. Yeah. So, so as far as information collecting, what I've written down is information pertaining to how is Mumra acquiring property in such prime real estate, right? In such a populated area, how did he get the the building permits for Mumra Fresh? Who's connected to the government with Mumra? How did he persuade people for that? Right? Mm-hmm. Does that sound like a? That's I mean, like that's that's certainly one. Th- I wouldn't complain if I got information about that. It's I am keeping a little bit more general, just just so that you really get to choose or however we handle it. If there's any sort of skill checks that we do later on to help determine that info, it could be that. It could be like just how the businesses work themselves, not just how they got started, but how they work in general to sort of feed off negatively in the community. And then like how they would say, let's, let's say how they, uh, 
cater and pander to society to spread fear and whatever the opposite of hope and bravery is. So, what you're asking, so I guess my next question is, do you want like a solid concise load or like a wet spackling of everything? Like if you want a specific certain business, like a bu- like the you know, I kind of want that wet. Sp- I want that moist spackle. You want a moist spackle? Yeah, I want a moist spackle. All right. I think that's all right. I'll feed them the beads. Okay. Mm-hmm. Get them a wet spackling. Uh, okay. Okay. And then reporting is that handing out the flyers that you're going to make, or I is think, that them think, just like taking on the role of a town crier and saying, "Mummer did this dumb shit again." Yes. Yes. I, I think the second one is probably going to be best as the town crier. So we're going to run, we we're can, gonna run we the... We can hang posters ourselves. We're going to run the classic, I'm lost at the grocery store, someone please help me, then specifically plant information and keep it moving. Yes, exactly. Oh, That's a good one. That's look, a good one. Jared looks at Tammy. Tammy... Jared and Tammy look at each other, and, and they, in Thieves' Cant, are like with their hands discussing how to negotiate the price. Currently it's 10 gold and Tammy holds down like a three, like a pitcher's three here. And then, and then Jared kind of, no. Dola can understand this too. D- do you speak thieves can't? Oh shit. Wait, 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 wait. No, I don't think I do. Never mind. I okay. Won't. We've updated the language since then. It's, and yeah, it's and Jared at this point also Latin brings up that it's an issue that you know about the lion's tooth in the first place, despite you having aged out. Yeah. A teenager. It's like two weeks ago, I was 13. What are you talking about? That's still a teenager. That's still pretty freaking old, man. No, that's, so, that old. If Jared you and Tammy. Can, if you can't do the lost in grocery store routine, you can't be it anymore. Well, I, until very recently, I was still able to do the, the oh, no, I've hurt myself on the playground routine. Yeah, so, but that's outdated. The reason why... Leonid are so much harder than that. That's why we moved to Akros and Bellatus because nobody knows anything there. So, so Jared and Tammy are indifferent at this moment in time, and they're going to negotiate an additional six gold pieces, gold kernels per day, in exchange for completing these things over the course of. Let's ask now how many days. Let's that was the thing they asked start for. Start with two weeks. Two weeks. So fourteen days. Right, they want to ask for an additional six gold pieces per person. Now, this is where I'm going to try and and right. I, I mentioned they're indifferent at this moment. I'm going to ask you first for whatever whatever check you might be about to do, and then we're going to do a social interaction after that as well. So, are you about to persuade them on something? Are you about to deceive them? Maybe you're going to perform something to inspire them to bring the price down. Pajax comes in with croissants that he made. Would you like a croissant? Yes, thank you. What? <laughs> Go on, tr- they're free croissants. It's, they're it's a free for, croissant. For you guys, our friends. Just for you. Tammy and Jared take all of the croissants. <laughs> they they stuff them in their face. You know, and in fact, Jared, or, or Tammy actually, she like unrolls the croissant so she bites like the end of like the middle piece of it and kind of unrolls it like it's a like a fruit like, roll up yeah, yeah. like it's a fruit roll up but a croissant <laughs> and crumbs are everywhere all over her whiskers everywhere just whisper to Pajax I'm sorry I'm so- mouth it to them I, I, I didn't know it's I okay 
I'm learning croissants. Croissants are my thing. He walks away. He seems a little more corporeal as of late. Yeah, I have I have some ideas. I was thinking on the run. I nice. have some ideas. Nice, nice. So you said you wanted six gold pieces? Yes, and I would ask you six to make a... Six gold pieces. You heard that? That was six gold pieces? I... No, as a DM, I'm confirming with you. Yes, I would like you to make your social interaction roll. Or what are you doing? Are you persuading? Are you deceiving? You know, I don't what know. What are yet. we doing? I think it depends on the social interaction. Okay, so roll me just a charisma check then first. Okay. It'll it'll either be deception or, or persuasion. Well, what did we'll you see. roll? I rolled an eleven. An eleven. With no addition. No, nothing added to it. Just eleven on the die. Yeah. Okay. So I I know where that is on the table here. Now I need you to meet me halfway. What charisma check are you doing to, to bring the price down? Again, I I mean Why are I you making that weird face, Dola? You, you, why are you calling my face weird? No. You're sucking in your cheeks, Dola. What are you well, thinking again? So you were saying six you want six pieces? Yeah, six additional pieces. Six pieces? Six additional. Well, you were just saying six pieces, not six additional. Well, I'd consider the... So are you trying to deceive him by gaslighting him? A little bit. Okay, so give me a deceit roll. So then that that 11 would be a synthetic 20. A synthetic 20. The creature would do as asked as long as no risks or sacrifices are involved. And Jared kind of desponds to... Well, the original agreement was like 10 gold pieces. <laughs> okay, so perfect. 10 gold pieces. Deal then. As long as no risks or sacrifices are involved, he shakes on 10 gold pieces, gold kernels per day. Sorry, you know I had to be a businessman. Oh, no, I, I completely get it. Now, if you'll excuse Same. me, today I had to be a businessman as well. <laughs> today is take your cub to work day, and I need to go to with my Bobby. <laughs> To yeah. Her job. yeah. <laughs> What's their job? <laughs> accounting. Yeah, accounting. Honestly, I learned so much about embezzling funds. They there. work at a bank now. Yeah. They work at the Obels Bank. <laughs> they work at the Obels Bank, baby. That's Jared right. and Tammy go go Tabby, sorry. I don't remember anymore. Owl Bear Accounting. LLC. So like when did you decide to tell me that we were gonna make deals with the Lions Tooth? Well, I, I don't know. It kind of just an opportunity presented itself. I figured I'd, you know, do my do my thing, that, the networking and all that. Uh, I am You know what they Bay. say, always carry a torch. What? You know, people? you always carry a, a torch because people like to smoke. So if you always carry a torch, uh, you'll be able to get into uh, the circles easier. Okay, fair I enough. am Cecil Day. Yeah. And I always carry a torch. As he says the word torch. And Dola says it in real slow-mo. There's a flash of inspiration. Tor and he, I guess, is going to make a sprint to Akros to find... Or would 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 we have any kind of, like, gems like that? Like, in our, tr in, a treasure, in our treasure hoard? In your treasure hoard, let's say, like... How about this? I'm going to roll, like, a D100. Or we could do this vice versa. Do you need a gem worth a certain amount? Yeah, worth 100 GP. Okay, yeah. So if you subtract 100 gold pieces there, let's say there's a gem in the hoard. One thing I'm going to ask, though, a DC5 investigation check. 
beep boop. I look at Ingrid too, and I go, oh my god! Like I start like, like opening her her pouch, and there's like a little moment of remorse because not her pouch, but her inner workings, and a little moment of remorse because he would remember Thanatos doing this, but he like look at his book, look at this, look at this book, look at this, and be like. Yeah, I have no idea what this is. I close the door and I just like go flip to the book and be like, how to make your own badass servant. And I look at page X and I look at the book and I look at page X again and I look at the book and I get that. Yeah. And you said DC five, DC five investigation. Why does yeah. it say five gallons of whey protein investigation? I'm going to use my inspiration because I can't believe I rolled a natural. <laughs> there we go. That's an eight. All right, cool. So you, you successfully find a gem worth 100 gold pieces inside of your your Five hoard. grams of whey protein, don't you know? And then you got to do 12. No, five gallons. That would make sense. See, I always thought it was five. Yeah, That's no, the why T's stand for gallons. I'm Cecil Day. And that I look at I look at Pajax again. And I look at him. I look at the book. And, I, and I look and in the picture, it's Pajax, but he looks intensely way more buff <laughs> and then I look at it that makes a lot more sense and I close the book <laughs> I go I run in the house take the old crummy and crusty chest armor and I take I, the rest of the day as Pajax is gonna be my new homunculi okay sick uh, Pajax gets battle armor it's this metal it's essentially the idea of him wearing a tuxedo but just having like really crudely, like hammered in the ba the the chest plate to fit, and but he's able to like, and then I cut the V where the coat in it. I'd make it a little bit more flexible and malleable, so it's like this suit jacket that he puts on. You heat treat it so it looks yeah. like one of those like plastic beaded bedazzled yeah. sort of yeah. coats. Absolutely. Okay, so so this looks like formal wear is what I'm hearing. Yeah, this this looks wear. like a tuxedo. Distinguished. Yeah, it's, it's for, for, yeah. for your homunculus penguin, yeah. Pajax. Yeah, Pajax. You have, have another three days <laughs> until until the games. What are you what are you doing? Obviously, D has made these plans for reworking the suit into a homunculus. I also Awesome. Yeah, and then in them they have he now Pajax now gains the homunculi stats, which is swag. But then again, that means there's a filling void. Uh there's a filling void of our unseen servant, so Ajax just screams really hard and struggles and poops out a little egg. And a little tiny baby chick comes out, and that's my unseen servant. <laughs> I wonder what kind of bird it'll grow into. Well, the reason they're unseen know. servants is because they're unseen. Exactly. He's so tiny, he's unseen. <laughs> okay. I guess. <laughs> he's going to be a bird person. <laughs> my goal is to bake an army, and it's happening. Okay. Yeah. Personal bird army. Now, there were not many animals in the mountains, okay? I'm only reading the book. Look at the book. And it's just... Dola is going to spend the next couple days really trying to practice and hone in on her spells. Okay. And she actually... Before you do that. Yeah. I've, oh, charge the thing? Yeah, charge it. And then I also take your circlet and I'm going to make it into... Okay. I'm gonna, I, I give you the ring of shooting stars. The ring of shooting stars? Yeah. Does it have to be a mind circlet thing? No, it doesn't have to be. Okay. It's up to you. Because the, the the original thought protection thing I was wearing, that's uh, what saved my soul uh, before. Uh, yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Yes. Well, 
swag and i go and i take it and what ring finger would it be on what finger is it on Fedora? Uh, it, it depends on how big is it, it, it is uh, if it's like a ridiculously big like queen's jewel type thing no i was thinking finger, some but like i was thinking like pinky rings oh yeah it could kid. be a little signet yeah you see that it comes back he brings it back the shooting star ring and he's like i got it and he goes and it used to be this like little tiny pinky ring. It's now a fully sized glove. Ooh, it works. Okay. It works. It works. Check it. Yeah. Check it now. Now try your telekinesis. And I, then I do, and I I'm okay. Don't freak out. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Don't freak out. Mm -hmm. All right. I got a natural twenty. I crack you across the jaw. <laughs> And, and at the same time, I'm like semi I'm using my telekinesis to lift myself up in the air, too. Yeah, I go and I go, okay, don't freak out. Boom. And you're like, concentration is rattled. At the same time, a gust of wind begins to procure from the east. And by the time you are launched in the air by this natural 20 slug, um, the winds reach nearly like a gale's kind of force, which is roughly 32 to 38 miles per hour, this wind, oh, if we were to actually put shit. it into real terms here. And so you get knocked flying and you float up a little bit farther than anticipated, riding along this wind, holding yourself up with telekinesis somehow. How do you react? I feel like it's one of those, you know, when you put a leaf blower at your face. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's just yeah. because like, you know, truly, I think that I am immobilized. It would take whatever force that would be able to undo straight up telekinesis, which I think is a couple thousand pounds. I don't think I'm there yet. So I am stationary, but that means that I'm getting a hundred percent the full force of this 38 miles per hour wind. So as, you're sturdy in it. Yes. As the wind is gushing past you. Yeah. But it's just like, <gasps> okay. And I go, and I look at my hand and I was like, I am so sorry, but you see that the glove, like <laughs> terrible, design. it shocks you. It literally shocks you. <laughs> you didn't pass the concentration. <laughs> just, but now you feel that focus of like, it like, instead of like a painful shock, it's more like a the kind of idea of your friend going, wake up. And you like regain that concentration. It works out. But it's literally, it's just a, a glove with a shock collar yeah, attached yeah. to the end of it. Yeah. I, so I'm going to be real with you. I tried making a <laughs> ring. I broke the ring. And then I had to really find this intense process how to fix it again. I just picked one of the gloves from my old armor and I just... Wait, what? The taser of shooting stars. The, the taser. Oh, shooting stars. Okay. The glove taser of shooting stars. Yeah. The taser part is just what does the concentration yeah. thing for me. Okay. Um, yeah. Got it. <laughs> There's... Okay. And then I just float myself down. Yeah. Float yourself down. <gasps> my eyes are so dry. Your guys' clothes and hair whiskers and all is brushed away in this wind it's incredibly forceful you could like lean up against it along the edge of the cliff and be held there in suspension by the force of it Whoa! <laughs> uh, just penguin flapping pajax i don't Ha flying speed, yeah. No, he doesn't have flying speed. He's just oh, getting he dragged back because he's so tight. 
Got it. Sorry. Awesome. And the the day comes to an end, a rather windy end. The day ends, and you go to sleep again. You wake up the next morning, the seventh of three Ambrian. And what happens this morning? Dola sleeps in as normal. D wakes up, goes through his routine until about 10, 30, 11 o'clock. And we come to, at that time, as the Acroan town crier comes by again. This time saying, Hear ye, hear ye! The brackets have been posted! Come check them out! Ooh, I like that he comes all the way down here. I know, right? That. He, it could be as, just as simple as a sending stone, but, you know, I appreciate the... And he doesn't hear a word of that. He gets paid off. by the hour. Yeah, that's fair. I flash a giant thumbs up that he clearly cannot see because he's just walking away. But yeah, I, I you want to go to Acro? Sure. Give me a bit to, to you know, work on my spells a bit this morning. I want to... Th- that's fine. Yeah. Did you charge the stone? Yeah. Yes. Perfect. I put in, just like you asked, a twinned fireball spell. Perfect. Yeah. And I give it, and it's like this, like, this stone, you can see, like, the fireballs just dancing in between, and I go... All right. Looks like two balls, two fiery balls. Yep. And I look at Ajax. I look at the look at the power. Ajax says. Look at the Ajax again. I go, Great balls of fire. And I and I'm like, I give it, and I just like put the pearl. Like, I spent the night just kind of tinkering with his armor to make a gem slot, and it's just like there. Fire cojones. Yeah. Fire cojones. He's got fire cojones now. Fire cojones. You write. Yeah, you do exactly that. And maybe one o'clock in the afternoon, you begin heading southeast towards, no, just south, towards Akros. And you come to the town proper uh, and you get onto a small floating boat to get further in. Comes by some waterways, some aqueducts as you're transported right in to the elevator coming up the edge of the the mountain face and releasing you onto the plateau where the Temple of Triumph and the Temple of Aroas sit. A number of different um, businesses reside on the plateau itself, and then you've got the temple proper. The temple is where you would go to check. You walk up to the the stand there at the the Temple of Triumph. The base of it is made with this pristine marble and it shines in the the light of the sun as it beats down on this court, almost giving a heat mirage effect that you sometimes see on the road along some of the edges of this plateau. There's a, a man at the stand kind of managing just who's walking up and what have you, helping them with variant things. And person walks up and says, hey, where's the, where's the bracket? And the man at the stand responds, bracket's right over there. Check it out. And you see this large group of people, a, a mass of maybe hundreds of people looking at the bracket. And you see at the, at the base of this wall, there are four different people taking orders more like as people are shouting 20 on naked cowboys 14 on maps and 
you see that people are placing bets on the different battles. Now that the bracket's been released, people know who's matched up against who. People are placing bets here at the the site of the bracket release. Yo, 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 yo. Yes. We should have someone talk up 18 naked cowboys and then bet we bet on ourselves and then we kick their ass and we get a lot of money. Sure. I have the perfect person. Uh, I have Ajax just fly around screaming, 18 naked cowboys, 18 naked cowboys wanting to win the games, 18 naked cowboys on Ram Ranch. These, this crowd of people is like slightly agitated, not by this particular thing happening, just just in general, they're trying to get their (laughs) orders in, they're trying to place their bets. And it's uh, it has to happen tonight. It has to happen soon. Ajax goes to do this. Roll a charisma check for a social interaction with this crowd. I'm also going to... They are relatively hostile. Not not about to I, hurt anybody, I, I, but they are not do. happy. I'm going to cash my rule of cool token now. And I would say, I think it'd be really cool... Because Ajax knows what hostile environments look like because of what he does in his downtime. Okay. He knows how to work a crowd like this. And on the other hand, Pajax is persuading the 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 1% environment and crowd with his with his mannerisms and regalness. And his croissants. So I would say you can roll this social interaction with advantage because Pajax is also working the crowd. Yes. Would I still cash my roll of cool token then? Right, right. You're trying yeah, that can happen as as is. Let me see here. I, I would tell you that's mathematical. I'd like to see a a six or higher. Page at Pajax is looking and he's just saying, I believe you'll find it very, very incent like the heavily monetary incentivized if you were to bet for the eighteen cowboys. Darn, so, you speak done good. Would you the, like a croissant? The, <laughs> the first person that Pajax talked to talks to this guy, he has ninety three gold that he immediately after consuming this croissant places on the eighteen naked cowboys. We're fighting them, right? I'm, yes, I'm, okay. we're okay. Already checked. I, I already <laughs> checked. Okay, it's like we are fighting them. We're granted. We're officially listed as formerly known as the Four Hawks, comma the Giga Chads. And oh, are you kidding me? They spelled it with an S, not with a Z. <sighs> It's fine. It's fine. Yeah, we'll it's take fine. it. We'll take we'll it. Take it. <laughs> Ajax goes up to the next guy in the crowd, pushes him, starts a fight. And this guy has eight gold that he places on the 18 naked cowboys. And I'm just going to roll a guy here. Two more people they go up to, Pajax and Ajax both. This guy places 29, and another another lady places 15 on the 18 Naked Cowboys. You can repeat that social interaction if you'd like to get more people to bet on 18 Naked Cowboys, but that that is what you do. That, sure, that we don't happens. have to do any math. I mean, 
why not, right? A Pajax and Ajax give each other a look that seems very familiar to them, very unknown to the rest of the party. Yes, yeah, so a, di- a different side of Ajax and Pajax comes out, and and they go to do it again. They just do it for an hour, you know. So they they spend the next two hours. You guys go to do other stuff in Akros. Ajax and Pajax are working the crowd here at the bracket board. And I'm just going to roll a couple of dice to see how much more money they get people to bet on. I like this idea. D100s, D100. I like this idea that they're like listening to this like, Oi, why the fuck should we listen to you two? Ajax Ajax, pulls out his metal talons. They come out. And then Pajax, he's got like these tiny like like these repulsor... His he he rolls up the fistic like you know, you know how they he rolls roll up, up his feathers. Yeah, no, he rolls up the jacket. Oh, and it, like, oh yeah, yeah, it like comes out, and you just see like there's this weird energy coming from his hands. He's like, I believe you would not want to find out why. It's because homunculi technically have this weird like force punch thing, but obviously so now that he's a homunculi now he could. It's more of a slap yeah. for... Yeah, it's a slap more so because he's, he's got, got the god slap. Yeah, he's got flippers. Forgot. So as you guys are walking around the different spaces in Akros, I, I think it would be part of D's routine to visit the different temples, but yeah. I would ask Dola probably joins you for, for that as well as maybe looking at some of the... At the outskirts of town, there may be some other shady businesses. One in particular that caught your eye when you were originally contacting Jared. Um, when you first contacted him, across the street you saw a little stand called Pony Smugglers. You guys begin to visit the different temples. You visit Karanos, Perforos. You visit the bank where Atreus kind of resides at this moment, Aroas. And while you're walking between the different people that make up the city, you hear an announcement. And on some sort of speaker system or PA system, there is an announcement about the first two games, the first two events that will be held during the start of the events. There's three-on-three basketball and ski jumping. Some of the people in the town go a little hog wild. They start drinking. Particularly, though, you see an influx of different fey creatures to the city during this time. As you're walking around, normally <clears throat> the the general populace here would be humans and tritons. And not too many other demi-humans exist outside of that. Satyrs begin to show up from all around. And in addition to this large pillar tower that all of the different bands had kind of come in on a grand entrance earlier this week, the these satyrs come through the traditional routes. Not in some grand flashy entrance, but you just see them constantly getting off of boats, getting onto others out onto these plateaus. They are celebrating already in the streets, at different bars, anywhere that there are drinks being poured, they are celebrating and reveling. And another day passes by. You head home. 
Ajax and Pajax had worked their magic, you meet up on one of the different gondolas and take an aqueduct out of the city back to the lighthouse for the night. And we come to on the the eighth of three Ambrian. In the night sky, a waning, a waxing crescent moon as Dee wakes up for a clock sharp in the morning and coming downstairs finds that finally the printing press has been completed. And so when he exits the lighthouse to do his exercise for that morning, he finds that not only Cecil Day is on the steps of the lighthouse, but these two other gentlemen are sharing a cold ale sitting on the steps after a job well done. And they basically hand you, as you exit the lighthouse, what is, you know when you calibrate a printer, it prints out one, like, uh, default sheet? They basically hand you that default printout as proof that it works and that the job has been completed. We're going to head back to Akros later in the day. Don't mind us. Do what you got to. Also, if you can, bet on... 18 naked cowboys. Actually, no, don't. Or if you want Fun. money, if you want money, us. if you want money, bet on us. Fuck. Okay. He says, you know, I earned the money so I could go spend it on this cold ale. Fair enough. Good luck. You'll need it. Thank you. And they they cheers. You run off into the distance for your for your morning run. Later in the day comes. Dola's waking up. It's 11 o'clock. D returns from his run. Cecil Day is sitting by the fire, kind of gently swaying to the music that these halflings are producing at the moment. One thing stands out, though, is that it feels like it's still dawn. For one reason or another... It's cloudy, but there's no sun in the sky. It's not cloudy enough that it's completely overcast either, but it seems like the day has just been on this pirouette of the dawn breaking all day. D, make a religion check as you return to the lighthouse. I have vantage on those. Swag. That would be a 21. Having a pious connection to Heliod feel a slight twist in the magic that empowers you as un- invisible at this moment in time during the middle of the day, you feel his constellation change and twist a little bit. As it's clear that somehow he's begun to mummertize, just like other gods. What the fuck? And as a result of this twisting of power, somehow today the sun has not risen. You return from your run and you feel this almost in your instincts rather than any conscious thought. The day progresses and the sun still no sign of showing as 
the halflings get ready for rest, and so do the rest of you, we come to the ninth of three Ambrian, and today, the sun not having risen the night before, is followed up that night with a blood moon that rises. And Dola, you, as you are dreaming, the blood moon rises over this night and influences the dreams you have. We're back in the meadow where you're seeing butterflies skirt about and the flowers gently bend against the breeze. And just above or just behind this horizon of a foggy forest comes an ominous red light that rises above the trees and is almost diluted by the fog that kind of surrounds this meadow. And in the clouds, you see visions of people preparing for war, people preparing for the worst. Some of the emotions possessed by these visions are of fear. Others are of anger. Others of pity. And others of apathy. And you wake the next day after this moon had passed the sun does rise again here on the ninth of three Ambrian. Tomorrow, the games begin. What do you do? As you wake up, 11 o'clock, D is finishing his routine. And the games you, you just said this are tomorrow? Start tomorrow. Start tomorrow. I'm going to, she's going to take the, the last day here to still again practice her magic and, um, you know, after after breakfast, she actually does partake in some coffee this time, gets a little caffeinated, a little jittery, gets out there and is letting loose some some firebolts in the sky just as a warm up. And on on one of the 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 firebolts, she accidentally like chokes on some spit, almost stumbles over and lets out a firebolt. But just as it leaves her fingertips, it wraps around itself and a thunderbolt actually comes out instead. Ooh, very cool. Yeah. Heck yeah. Just kind of stares at it confused and continues on with her magic, though. Absolutely. You train for the day. The town crier returns. Hey, don't forget, games are tomorrow. Thanks, man. Like soinks, dude. You Thanks, hear the like pitter patter of footsteps running away. I guess he did not want a croissant. He had no time for croissants today. He seemed very stressed, despite his voice always cracking. <sighs> there are at least four extra cracks that time. I hope he's doing okay. I don't know. Ajax, Paul. <laughs> It crumbles to dust and falls to the, the ground. Cecil is 
just kind of enjoying time around the fire, kind of mumbling to himself halfway, kind of talking to the halflings despite them not responding. I'm Cecil Day. I'm Cecil Day. I'm Cecil Day. I'm Cecil Day. Do you get Cecil? You're not there. You're oh, practicing your magic. Fuck. God damn it. Uh, I imagine you were at the the catwalk of the lighthouse, right? Uh, atop. I think I would. I would actually room. have. I would have gone outside into the sort of field out okay. there. Yeah, yeah. Just do a little more. Distance. You're pretty far away, though. Just in Not case, necessarily earshot, but visual. Just in case I I wild magic surge. I don't mm-hmm. want anything weird to happen. The day passes slowly. It feels like all of this time that you've been waiting for this day to come. And despite having used all of it, feel like you could have used more. The day passes without issue, but it doesn't change the fact that things are always slowly changing. Just like the constellations, just like the stories that are told between the different generations. Stories of heroes with admirable ideals and tragic flaws. The day passes and the Rowan games begin bright and early for all of the partying to be done around the Battle of the Bands awaits. You find yourselves already having woken up and traveled to downtown Akros as you are greeted to the site of a a palanquin, I believe, where you are paraded through the the streets of Akros, people cheering every which way, and in line you find your competition carried on different palanquins all front and behind you. Palanquins are those things, right? Yes, palanquins are those things, and Dude, what that—they're really cool. I, I, I like how they really help with that. There's thing. unique yeah. detail on each of these palanquins. On yours particularly, they seem to be furnished at the different corners with the heads of what are hearts, or like deer, or elk, representative of the fact that Terranika's arranged this for not only you but each of the different royal houses have. Ooh, special treatment. Yeah. Then my dad was telling me about this. Normally when they parade you, these fancy houses parade you as a champion, you kind of have to just sit and lounge. Sometimes it's really, it's really, some, it's a little pretentious, but you know, they have to do their rituals or whatever. It's good. No, we can get like a catnap while we get, while we get there, while we go there, you know? Fair. I'll take the sleep I can get. Yeah, I, okay, listen, I just because I had to wake you up at 6, we had to be here at 10, okay? Ugh. All right? We had to be here at 10. Inhuman. You wouldn't even be awake. I am Cecil Day. You see in front of you is the house of the, hor- the hawk. This is a, a recent addition to the different royal houses. This year at the games, there's been a special allowance for the demi-humans in Akros to represent themselves at the games when it comes to the fact that the winner of the games will be the head house forward for the next year. 
So this palanquin decorated with hawks and eagles, birds of prey, you find three different avians sitting on their palanquin. There's one that seems to be like a raven, another like a falcon, and then there's another... And the conversation happening on this palanquin in front of you, it goes a little like this. Ah, Vern, you gotta be kidding me. Stop clapping my cheeks, man. Hey, yo, what? The fuck is going on in there? What the fuck? (laughs) Don't, don't look. Don't, Ingrid, don't look. You don't want to... Vern, quit it. Vern, come on. You gotta, you gotta... You gotta chill on this. We're we're here to let the public see us. Just keep moving. Just keep smile and wave, Vern. Okay, don't clap any cheeks. Says, oh my God, they said it. Come again. on, Hecabe. That's what I got. That's what I'm here to do. I'm here to win. I'm here to crush the competition. And he looks back at you three and makes eye contact with all three of you. Oh God. Oh God. I and go he whispers and I make... into Hecabe's ear. Do we see that they're not actually clapping cheeks? No. I go and I... I can't even see that they're not... Listen, cl- I... In my heart, and I go, All right, follow me, follow me, follow me. Okay, uh, okay. Gamora told me to do this whenever there was competition, and they were trying to stop the competition. You have to throw all of them off. All right, suck in your cheek. Suck in your cheeks. Suck in your cheeks. Like this? Yep. Is it working? Ajax. It's working. He's staring at you guys. <laughs> now and flex. he whispers into his, his team member's ear... Speaking of something, it's a tiger back smolder. Tiger back smolder. And he looks. Oh, it's from, it was in my mouth. Okay, it was in my mouth. <laughs> He's unaffected. New mic alert. New mic alert. He stares and he stares into your eyes as he says something to his teammate. You guys are, are kind of rizzing him up at the moment. <laughs> And he rizzes you right back. <laughs> and so now I would ask you for a cont. Dola will be kind of it's And basically what we're going to do is two contesting charisma checks. We give me the help action as I go and I, I step back and I, so he does, so he does the Zoolander face, right? That the mag, the Magnum. Obviously. Yeah, the, yeah. The Magnum. And behind, I'm I'm doing the same thing. It just I look like I'm having, like I'm just giving you the heads up, but we're just going and. Okay, so just charisma. That's in eight twenty three. My bad. Twenty three. Twenty three. You got an eighteen, and so he takes tigerback. Smolder doesn't win. Six wins. psychic damage. Oh. As you see, he is unable to withstand the riz. And breaks eye contact. I'm and just goes doing to the sit. fish thing. The- he kind of just ignores you at this point and closes the curtain on the palanquin such that you can't see it. Did we clap his cheeks? Is that, is that I what think that we is? clapped his I cheeks. Think we clapped time. his cheeks. Okay. You have rizzed Vern the clapper of cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! What is this game? And Don't the palanquin everyone. behind you. You turn to look now that this prior situation is over. Looking at the rest of your competition, this one <coughs> is decorated with elegant horses. As you see another three people 
sitting and just staring, smiling, waving to the, the passengers. And every so often as they turn their heads to look at the other side of the crowd as they're being paraded through it, make eye contact with you and really just leave you alone. They're more focused on the crowd than you are, despite the rising. You reach the stadium as the sound of the crowd inside almost feels like that of static. The sound that you get when wind rushes past your ears feels to envelop you at this moment as you enter through the large arched marble gates and the red clay roof tiles of this arena. You are all brought into what is the arena proper on the first floor where all of these things will be taking place. There's a basketball court set up and all of the palanquins are rested down at the arena. And we begin. The first game is brought on by not the town crier, but an announcer. Welcome to this year's Erowan Games. This year, we're very fortunate to include our fellow citizens who have been affected by much tribulation. Mixed response, mixed response, mixed response. response. It's a mixed response, absolutely. Some feel that things are mummers' fault. Another voice in the crowd echoes sentiment that the king and queen are dead and somehow we still haven't elected a new ruler despite this. But the games trudge on despite it. Taranika resides over the box as the announcer hands it, hands the microphone over to her. It is with great sorrow and regret in my heart that I could not find what has happened to my uncle or aunt. But I promise you, the people, that we will make sure that the city rests in stable hands once more. Please welcome the Royal Warrior Houses. All of the different teams begin to wave, and you Still, see the as you're kind of strung across the one of Ajax, the edges. Ajax, assume flex positions. Big bulking wings. Begins to flex on the crowd. You see across from you just like to the left a little bit, you're kind of in this like semicircle, all of these pal palanquins. And to your left, across from you, you see Stamatitis, Bartenda, and Cheagle. What? The Destroyer. Cheagle the Destroyer. Don't like that. Stamatitis, Bartenda, and Cheagle stand on their palanquin, waving at the crowd. And every so often, shooting a devilish riz your way. Ooh! What are they doing? Oh, God, that is not oh how... Oh, God, uh, no. Just, ig uh, just ignore if it. If that's your reaction, you take three psychic damage. <laughs> I'll take... I'll Half to one, baby. What, what role do I have to do to, to make it not affect me, to, to, to not let it get to me? You can do a charisma, sa a wisdom saving throw. Okay. Oh, my. That was in that one. 
you you take three psychic damage and it's very painful. The games for today are the ski jump and the the basketball, the three on three basketball. And Terranika, after the crowd kind of finally reaches a lull, says, "Our first contestants will be the Hydra and the Boar." And the games begin, and you see these two teams made of very robust characters. The, the Hydra made up of a team of Tritons. In this corner, Maria, Kalianessa, and Stove Strivel. And in this corner of the court, Electra, Ada, and Marine. And they begin to play basketball. And you see that in the court itself, these palanquins all kind of semicircled around. Two more courts open up, and the bracket basically begins to form for this a basketball game. You have been placed against the bull, a team of three people. You go to shake hands as the game begins. All the while, Rizzi. Flora, Jerry, temporary, Good and Magair. Good luck. And they, they shake your the hand. Voice, yeah. Ah, yes. Good luck to you as well. We hope to thrash you thoroughly. Good luck. Yes. Good Good luck. Yes. Okay, okay, good luck. okay. Put it down, yes. put it down. And you guys go back to your ends of the court. Flip a coin. Who The captains for the teams come up. You meet Flora with the ref. Says, all right. I want a clean game of basketball. I am Cecil Day. <laughs> okay. I guess I guess that's <laughs> captain of your basketball team. Uh, <laughs> All right, you got to call it. You got to call Cecil it Day Cecil. Shake hands. The referee, he presses a little mechanism in his cap and it lights up for a second as Cecil says, "I'm Cecil Day. I'm Cecil Day." I'm Cecil Day. All right, call it Cecil. And so he says, all right, heads it is. And he flips it. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's Tails. I am Cecil Day. It's okay. Hey, it's no swearing fault. aloud or something like that, the ref says. And uh, Flora <sighs> said, Flora's like, all right, well, we'll start with the ball. She turns back to her team. And uh, they, you guys take like five minutes to warm up. And the games begin. What we've got here is a series of checks. You're going to be competing. So this is a contest, not a DC. You're competing against this team. For this game, we're going to start with a athletics check. And so this is a group check contested with another group's check, just to make sure everybody knows what's going on. And so an athletics check so I'd ask you to roll. I, I would need to roll for Cecil. So I'll do that first. In athletics, Cecil got a, well, let's see here. All right, that is a, a 22 for Cecil. Did you guys roll for athletics? About to right now. Now, something that we talked about was the ability uh, off screen to, because, you know, I'm a spellcaster. I can use spells. I, I've got yes. gosh, like 10 strength. So instead, we said that if I came up with like a spell I could use to help out, it would be able to <coughs> let me use my charisma mod. Yes. As instead. Okay. Um, 
So here's here's how I'm getting around this is I'm going to go and do we know how long this game is going to be by any chance? It's a three on three basketball game. I, I would say maybe it's like 15, 20 minutes. Okay, I'm going to be casting Enhance Ability on myself. Okay, yeah. Cast Enhance Ability on yourself. Oh, Dola, dang, you got buff. Just in a constant state of Riz now. Constant Riz. You don't have to do the face anymore. We're playing. The chin is somehow Riz way breathing, more constant. And, and so what do we got for our group here? That gives me a 17. 17. I have a 6. A 6. All right. Cecil. Cecil. So so that got it. Cecil's our captain. So I for the 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 team for the bull, I've got a natural twenty, oh, a oh. sixteen, and a six. So all in all, I think this is a relatively even. You guys score a couple points between each other, and we come to the next check. Perception check. Perception? Okay, yep. swag. 21. 21 as well. All right. 21, 21, and then Cecil. That's a, a 10 plus something. <coughs> I'm Cecil. Cecil Day just yeah, absolutely 14. blocks someone. Just posed right. Bam. Throws his arm out, throws a bit, just to get that extra range. And it successfully, you intercept the ball as the, the, the Bulls team begins to pass, you intercept and make a break for it as you score another couple of points. We move to the deception check. Faking somebody out. Dola, you have enhanced your ability and you're about to dribble past Flora. (laughs) Your huge rippling body with the Riz base. I got a four. That is a 17 for me. In the crowd, I notice. Yeah. No way. It's the actress from the from the upcoming movie. Come on, you gotta from gotta gotta upcoming, keep your head the in the game. From the, the the dragon's fire right there. Stay right there. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Slap myself. Cecil got a thirteen on this deception. The other team. Look over there. It's that artist. Other team. So thirteen. No, D. You're not supposed to look. What? And twenty. So I believe that it's, again, swayed back. They've caught up a little bit, but have not caught you in points yet. They begin to dribble past, and I would ask for an athletics check again. Cecil got a natural one. I got an 18. I got a 12. You guys definitely beat him this time. I've got two natural ones Oh, the team this time. Thank God. Cecil does the thing he does best to just be a tree. And we weren't even great. They were yeah, just the awesome. Best, the best block or peg. I don't know what it's uh, called. Let's go with block. block. Let's go with the- <laughs> <laughs> All right, sure. Put, press the X card on that one, right? <laughs> yeah. And to wrap it up, a sleight of hand. A sleight of Beautiful. hand check. I got an 11. <laughs> got a seven. Eleven and seven. Cecil got an eight. And so at the end here, it ends up being close. By one point, you win your bout of basketball and a couple of the other teams finish up 
as the bracket runs through a couple of times here we come to the next round you run through the next couple of basketball games finding some close encounters and at the end you find yourself playing basketball against the Hawks at the end of all of this you two are the final teams to make through it all you go up to meet everybody the initial handshake hey I'm Thane hi Hackabee and uh, I'm Vern clapper of cheeks yup and Cecil Day and Thane go up to do the, <laughs> uh, the coin toss. I am Cecil Day. I'm Cecil Day. What what he said. And the you ref both scratches heads. heads. The the referee scratches his head, lifts his cap up, and puts it back down. Presses a button, and it lights up. And says, "Tails." I mean, all right. Flips the coin. It's tails. Yes, Cecil, you guys let's start go. with the ball. As Cecil brings the ball back to your side of the court, Thane meets up with his party and they huddle for a moment. Cecil Day brings you guys in and says, I'm Cecil Day, I'm Cecil Day, I'm Cecil Day. And he's got the ball there with it, like, like hand in. I'm Cecil Day. Take the ball. Okay, his hand is still kind of like hovering there. Oh, I go and I put a hand, my hand in. Cat, wildcats on three. I'm Cecil Day. One, two, I'm Cecil three. Day. Wildcats. I'm Cecil, I'm Cecil, Cecil Day. Day. You take the ball to start, and you begin to dribble up the court. Make an athletics check. All right. Can I make it acrobatics? Mm-hmm. Speed news and flourishes, and being like. Sure, you can do an acrobatics check. He's doing more jumping than he is running. I got an 11. An 11. All right. And Thane comes up to guard you as you dribble up the court. You reach into the other half, and he meets you with a very big guard with a 22 contesting acrobatics. He is managing to block you. As you go, you look around for someone to pass to make a perception check. That will be a 18. An 18. How and can I see, not see the Riz off Dola? Or sorry. And so an 18 beats his 16 perception. And so he sees you go to pass, but he's too slow to react. As you throw the ball, do you pass it to Cecil, to Dola? Dola, the Rizzler. So you pass it to Dola. Dola, you catch the ball. The Wizards of Place. Now, Thane, I can get into. Hecabe comes up to guard you. She flaps her her wings a bit and kind of in one single gush rushes up to you and are going to do a deception check. Oh, Oh my. That's 27. 27 beats 19 as you begin to dribble and you you bring it back once and you fake her out. She trips over her 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 ankles. ankles. (laughs) You broke her ankles and she flaps her wings to stay upright, but you have dribbled past her now. The mage hand adds for an extra level of dexterity there. Pull out your mage hand and you see more stars in it than you remember, but this is not the time to observe. Make an athletics check as you've dribbled past Hecabee now. Vern, clapper of cheeks, stops guarding Cecil and goes to to block you, to guard you. Hit him with the pick. Can he get the help action from Cecil? So to 
just to the, have this is an down. athletics check. Um, and then would I say that I've just casted another enhanced ability for this game? Yes, we can even say that the, it's the yeah. Let's say another another casting of enhanced ability to use your charisma instead for this athletics. Cool. That would be a sixteen. Ooh, very nice. It's actually tied. Vern finds himself able to get in your way and get in your head enough that you stop your dribble. You stop I'm pressing W. Cheeks. I'm copying your cheeks right now. I'm gonna, dude. Your cl- your cheeks are already clapped. Consider your cheeks clapped. Get rizzed, big boy! And and you and you <laughs> hit, not hit a, that, a hard wing chili. I don't know how it works. Goes that wall. Big chili. At the end here, I'm gonna ask you to make a sleight of hand check, and Vern's gonna contest you. That is another 16. Another 16. So during this round, unfortunately, he reaches a hand up <sighs> with a 19 and blocks you as you fade away for a three-pointer. He jumps in the way, blocking it, and he picks up the ball and begins to dribble into your half of the court. The the tide has changed a little bit. As I would ask for another athletics check, are you going... Who's going to try to guard Vern as he's dribbling up the court? I think that's Cecil. Cecil Cecil takes So Cecil's going to contest the, the acrobatic, the athletics check here from Vern. You know, Cecil. The legendary Lix man, Cobius Maximus? No, what? Cobius Maximus. No. I I heard stories about it. He was like a, a pretty good at, athletics guy. I heard stories from about my Cecil from my dad. had a synthetic no. 20 and Thane, or sorry, not Thane, Vern Clapper of Cheeks had a 19. As Cecil blocks the ball from his hands, it bounces off into Dola's hands again. Hmm? Cecil Day gets a little too into it. Cecil Day gets a little too into it, and he, like, accidentally knocks the guy over, I guess. Cecil Uh, Day! I'm Cecil Day! I'm Cecil Day! The ball miraculously falls into your hands. Make a perception check, Dola. Uh That is a 23. And Vern goes to contest. That is an 11. So you look around and you assess that you could either pass to Cecil or D. And who do you pass to? D right now is going to jump in the air and do one of his Oh, totally to D. D jumps in the air. Alley-oop. Alley-oop. You're going for it. I need you to make a deception check. You're about to dunk. You you look like you're about to dunk, but you're going for the alley-oop. Right? Give me a deception check. Wait. Okay. Deception check? Yep. Do you have any any anything? Do you've got No, I don't. I can I can I try and do Well, I mm, the It's okay. Can I try and cast a minor illusion to try and make a duplicate ball to try and confuse them? No, I got it. Can I you can cast a spell in order to use your intelligence modifier instead of your strength. I will, because as I go for the alley-oop, oh God. Dola passes it to me, but I dodge out of the way as this little tiny bird unseen serpent goes to Just a tiny the bird? Ball. Hmm. Someone steps on the bird. Is, is that how you're using your... So you add an intelligence well, modifier to this You're role. asking me to deceive someone. Even yes. though as an out... Like, the fundamentally, an alley-oop is him passing to me, and I just dunk it. 
That's why I was saying use my acrobatics to just jump in the air and just. Okay. Yeah, it is an alley-oop. That is an alley-oop. But so, if, you wanted to, if you wanted me to fake someone out, I can. Sure. It could be an athletics check. What did you roll? Athletics or acrobatics? Because I'm jumping in the... Sure. We can also do acrobatics. What did you roll? I rolled a 10. That's why I was like... It's not nothing too crazy. But then if you add, if I have my unseen servant, that makes that a 14. Why does that make it a four? Sorry. So correction, correction. I'm so sorry. It should just be a ten. Don't worry about it. Okay. So, with a ten, you go to follow up this alley oop, the pass from Dola, the small bird, unseen to everybody, is giving extra lift as you're flying through the air. Thane flaps his wings once, and with an acrobatics of 24, he swoops in to not only block you, but steal the ball from your hand as you fall back to the court and begins to dribble in the other direction again. I would ask, so he's going to make an athletics check dribbling up the court. And who's point, going to contest him? I'd be Cecil? contesting that. You'd be contesting that? Yeah. All right. It's it's man on man, so... But if you want to go... That's another 16. With a 12, he falls. You see that he dribbles the ball too hard one way, oh, and dropped he your spaghetti. goes to... <gasps> like He goes to grab the ball to shoot, but instead the ball slips out of his hands and into yours. And I would ask you to make a sleight of hand check. Fuck. I'm going to use my Tides of Chaos to re-roll that. Damn. I re-rolled and got a nat one. Um, Yeah, very cool. So. That's, you know what? This uh, is a perfect time to invoke rule of cool. Here's what happens. Dola... (laughs) ball somehow sort of ends up in her hands for a third time and as per the usual knowing not a single fuck what to do she throws it in the air and I think it'd be cool if it just like does one of those backwards through the air and swishes I think that's actually algebraic beat three so four or higher that's 11 11. there we go that's 11 as Dola (laughs) launches it up into the uh-huh. air and behind her back it swishes straight but through the net but you're rizzed out so you don't do anything <laughs> and the horn blares as she makes a buzzer beater shot you've won the round of basketball against the the hawks dola rizzes the entire crowd and it goes wild the 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 stadium explodes <laughs> And as we move in to the arena setting up for the ski jump, that is where we're going to have to throw it on the ground. What the fuck? Sounds about right. Thank you, spiritual audience, for tuning in. Let us know what you think will happen next time in our Rule of Cool Headcanon Text channel. What would be cool to you? If you or a friend want to get up to speed without all the hassle, you can speed by uh, episodes 1 to 27 in the Where We Left Off text channel. And if you or a friend want to haunt us, Jericho, where can they find us? 
If you love the show, please rate it five stars. Join us and follow us on TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and YouTube at Official Fun Show. We also have a Discord and a Patreon. We are most active on our Discord, but our TikToks, we are slowly making our advances. So why don't you check us out over there? This podcast was brought to you by viewers like you. Cass, thank you. Let's break out into shout outs and honorable mentions. I got one for you right off the top. One would be Patrick Watson. You've heard him off of TikTok. If you're one of those people who uses TikTok, I, I said one of those people that I did not mean. But, but well, because he, he's gone viral like three separate times with with the, the one French name song, which, you know, at this point I should know as as one of one of the original fans when that first came out. He just did a concert over in Talia Hall. Sick. So good. So good. But oh, check yeah. out the rest of his music. I like Wooden Arms and Adventures in Your Own Backyard. The two albums, I'd say. Check it out. Uh, I would say that a uh, thing I came across recently is an album called The Realm of Endless Concepts by Buzz Gravel. So I shout out my boy Jen. Sold out of this show. And uh, yeah, Ooh. it's fun. Fun. Life's fun. <laughs> Mission success? I think so. The question, though... Investigator or invest in taters? Aye, aye, Captain. Rizzard of Rizzardly Place. <laughs> I also just wanted to know that Rizzing is just like me commanding. So the idea of Dola Rizzing the crowd is telling the crowd to shut up and all the crowd no, just goes no, silent. Damn it. Uh -huh. I really know how to work a crowd. <laughs>